Hey, welcome to the Fresh Fix Podcast. We are Brian and Jennifer Smith. Awesome for you guys to be with us today, and I am excited because we are celebrating today, right? Yes, we are. <laughs> and and one of us is a little more excited about the celebration than the other, um, but somebody is turning 50, and somebody is not. <laughs> And so for the one, for the one who is turning 50, wow. we are going to celebrate her. Which thank you, my love. Which gives away a little bit of who we're celebrating today. She's a cougar. She likes the younger ones like myself. And uh, so we'll, we'll maybe learn a little bit from her what it feels like to be 50. Shut up. Um, Come on. How does that change? You know, because at some point in the future, I will turn 50. And so maybe that'll be instructive. 23 for me. days? How many? 29 days? I don't know. <laughs> 30 days? I don't know. So a little more than a month from now, I'll turn 52. But uh, yes, happy birthday. Thank you, honey. I'm excited to be here with you and share with the podcast listeners a little bit more about you. So what we're going to do today, and what I thought would be fun is uh, just to dive a little bit deeper into Jen Smith. Wow. And kind of who she is and where she grew up, how she grew up, um, maybe some life lessons along the way, and and any other wisdom that you have to share with us. Okay. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> I have I to her, admit. <laughs> yeah. I let her have a sneak peek of, of some of the things that I'm going to ask her about, but, but she like didn't... Like 10 minutes ago. Yeah. So just a quick look 10 minutes ago. So she doesn't... She hasn't had a lot of time to process because I wanted this to be, you know, just really organic and I think organic that, it will be. <laughs> we'll have some fun with it, right? Okay, I gotta take a drink. Yeah, you take a drink, you get yourself ready. Um, I'm super excited that you were born 50 years ago. It's made my life better and it's made a whole lot of lives better. So, Thank um, you, honey. happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, and, and having said that, yes, um, maybe we can start with kind <laughs> I'm of so nervous. <laughs> I don't know. You're, you usually don't get too nervous, but uh, she's kind of been more nervous about this one. Than... Like, I feel like I have hives coming up on my neck. It's the easiest thing in the world. Dude. You know, it's like, it's like social etiquette one-on-one. What do you do in a, at a party when you don't know what to say? You ask, ask the person about themselves. Right. That's what I'm going to do to you today. I'm going to okay. ask about you. Okay. So it's easy. Okay. It's all good. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm not here to... Uh, I'm not here to uh, blindside you with anything. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's that's wonderful. Awesome. All right. So, well, tell us a little bit about what it was like growing up as Jennifer Smith. You know, um, what what did you have siblings? Tell me about your family life. You know, were you, were you wealthy? Um, and obviously, by the way, let me preface. I know a lot of the answers to these questions, but there's a lot of these questions that I don't know the answer to. So, I'm just as interested as anybody else to find out how Jen will respond. But Back to that question, which I know a lot of the answer to this one, but I don't think a lot of people do. What was it like growing up? How many siblings you have? And kind of um, tell us about your socioeconomic wow. okay. status. Well, I am the oldest of four. I have a sister who's three years younger than me. And then I have adopted twin brothers who are eight months younger than my sister. So it, yeah. my poor mom and dad, yeah. I mean, they like had, th- they, pr- they really had like triplets, Yeah, you know, with my sister and my brothers sure. being so close in age. Uh, 
Um, a lot of activity around. A lot that house. of activity. Yeah. And uh, it was it was it was a good time though. I and mean, you guys were all involved in things. I mean, all of you. Yes, from a young age, we were all involved in a ton of different things, and we lived in a little twelve hundred square foot house with all six of us. Yep. And um, my sister and I shared a bedroom for a while, and then. My brothers shared a bedroom, and then my brothers moved to the basement, and my sister and I split up, and so it was just, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, it doesn't sound like you were wealthy. No, uh, my dad was a youth pastor at a church for twenty five years. We're going to. Ha- it's uh, quick aside. We're going to have her dad on the podcast. He doesn't know this yet, but we're going to have him on the podcast. Super interesting man. Super godly man. Has been in ministry for all his life, fifty his years, in- entire life. As far as youth ministry, I, I know it was at least twenty. Maybe it was twenty five. We'll, I think we'll ask it was twenty five. Yeah. But um, anyway, so yeah, so. Grew up as a pastor's kid, and um, like I said, I was the oldest of four. My mom um, worked pretty much full-time during my junior high and high school years. Not when you were younger, though, right? No, not when I was younger, but when I was older. And so I shouldn't say, like elementary school she worked, because during the summers, it was my job to take care of my sister and my brothers, and um, which I think they probably took care of themselves because, right. you know, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. No, that's, so that's my growing up. So you mentioned growing up as a, as a pastor's kid. What was that like? I can still see very vividly my mom sitting in the choir and me and my siblings and friends sitting in the first few rows and my mom giving me the death stare from the choir. Yeah, there's a little added pressure, right? The death stare. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I would say overall it was a positive experience. Um, You know, going to a smaller church, we knew everybody, everybody knew us. So you were kind of in a fishbowl in a way. But I think at the time I really didn't realize... That I was in a fishbowl. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, yeah. I think that's it. Okay. Was- PK, pastor's kid. Yeah. I haven't called, been called a PK in a long time. So, yeah. kind of brings back some fun memories. Was there any downside to growing up as a pastor's kid? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that, didn't, that didn't take long. The Sunday school teachers were really mean. Meaner to you than the other kids? That well, doesn't make sense. Well, it was probably because I was a little obnoxious. Okay, so maybe it was your fault. <laughs> maybe it was me. That they, maybe there was a little uh, <laughs> PK privilege. Maybe <laughs> maybe you had a little bit of an attitude and the teachers didn't respond well I to it. I probably did. I think you are right. And I I had a tendency to like talk a lot. No. Yeah. I can't imagine. So I would say my my childhood church friends, Chris, Teresa, Andrea, um, Debbie, Debbie. I would say that we all had a little chatty side to us and a little obnoxious side to us. Right. As I look back, oh, it was all in fun, though. Yeah. You know, yeah. And people telling on me to my parents. Oh, so that, so would that be a was a little annoying, but you know. Yeah. So because of that fishbowl, yeah. yeah, everything you did, whether good or bad, good or bad, was probably amplified a little bit. Yeah. 
So you mentioned talking a lot. Would you consider yourself uh, then a social butterfly? As as oh, I would say yes. Maybe a social. What's bigger than a butterfly? <laughs> a social eagle. Yeah. <laughs> social <laughs> spreading uh, your social wings. Yes, I would say I have always kind of been a social butterfly. I think. Yeah. I've always loved being around people of all ages, really young, old. Um, my age. So yeah, I would say I was, I've always been kind of a social butterfly. Good. Good. So I know this story, but I think it would be really interesting to share with people listening to the podcast. Tell us about the famous slash infamous exit 54 event. We're going to have to start with what Exit 54 is, was... Well, we're going to have to go back a few years. Yes. Because I went from kindergarten through 12th grade, I went to a small private school. And when I say small, I'm saying like the high school had one hallway. Right. And that was for 7th through 12th grade. And we should say faith-based. Faith-based, yes. Faith-based, small, private school, Christian school, and um, like there was either 32 or 36 in my graduating class. Yeah. So it was so that's small, small. Right. right. Real, right. Really there were 680, small. I think, in mine. So, okay. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> the last day of school of my junior year of high school, there was me and my girlfriend, Teresa. And then there was like four or five guys and we were all like the best of friends. Like we hung out together and we decided to go to Worlds of Fun on the last day of school. So like that evening, like afternoon and evening we went and I hope I'm remembering this story correctly. Yeah, well, you're telling a lot of detail. Uh, Worlds of Fun for those who may not be familiar with Kansas City, an an amusement park park in Kansas City that just so happened to have on a dance club for teens and it was called exit 54 because worlds of fun was off the highway on exit 54 that's right so um so we went to exit 54 and we were just living our best life as going into our senior year and um Cutting a rug, as they say. Cutting a rug. Okay, that's an old expression. (laughs) Come on. We were. That was a while back. That was. Okay, thank you. (laughs) You know, 50 years is a long time, Jen. Shush. (laughs) So, being from a Christian school, we were not allowed to dance. We specifically this Christian school, not every Christian Specifically this Christian school. school, we did not have dances and we were not allowed to dance. We had banquets. We had banquets instead of. Dances or dances or proms or, or, you know, that kind of thing. And um, so anyway, in all of our 18 year old knowledge and wisdom, we decided we were going to go to Exit 54 because we were out of school. It was during the summer. And so we were living our best life. Even though you weren't supposed to dance. Yeah. You guys made the decision to go to Exit 54, which, by the way, me and my buddy, we were I had one buddy in particular I hung out with all through high school and we were there. Every weekend, it was a great place to meet the ladies, and (laughs) we loved Exit 54, because people from all over the city would come to Worlds of Fun, and you would get a pass 
to, to Worlds of Fun if you lived close, and it was, it was really, really cheap. And your parents, if you weren't driving yet, your parents would just drop you off, and they'd pick you up at 11 or 12 whenever it closed. And so it was, it was a great spot for... <laughs> Jen, Jen is really, really loving this story. Uh, so, so yeah, anyway, anyway you go ahead. Story. Sorry, I, I, I hijacked My girlfriend Teresa and I and our, and our guy friends, we were dancing our hearts out. I mean, it was just like... We were just having fun, having fun at right. exit fifty four, and unbeknownst to us, a teacher from our school was at Worlds of Fun the same evening, and she saw us in exit fifty four, living our best life. Because the way it was set up it was like a big, a huge tent, tent. Yeah. and so people walking by could look inside the side of the tent, right. And so, um, I don't know how long it was. And how did she see you? Oh, my oh, no. goodness. I mean, I don't even know. I don't want to disparage her. I don't want the... Well, we haven't named her. No, we so. haven't named her, but she knows who she is. <laughs> she probably doesn't listen to this podcast, but that's okay. Right. Um, so, anyway, we got called in on the carpet during the summer, and I almost got suspended, or actually expelled right expelled i almost got expelled from my high school my senior year of high school for dancing at exit 54 and um you had to wash windows i had to wash windows we had one like i said there was one hallway and classrooms were on either side either side and there was windows in each room and we had to wash windows as a punishment for um, yeah, for dancing. Yeah, I, I still have a hard time with that one to this day. But it's, but it's an interesting story, and I think it's in, instructive about sort of that environment um, that you grew up in, and, and it's, it's changed some, yeah. uh, you know, over the years, and just that level of sort of legalism or level right. of strictness that, that you had to adhere to growing up, right. um, I think probably shaped you in some way, shape, or form, for better or for worse, Right. that's, that's going to shape you. Yes, totally. So... If you so now so we're talking about you as roughly a 17 18 year old right young woman at the time if if you had to in looking back as a 50 year old woman mm-hmm. what's it like to be 50 by the way Shut you'll have up. to tell me more about that <laughs> after the podcast is over cuz I just don't know what 50 is like but okay i'm not 50 for another 24 hours okay well we weren't going to expose well because by the time people hear this you will be 50 oh yeah okay you're okay so now you have just told people that we're not recording on sunday we're recording on saturday you can cut that out (laughs) (laughs) now as a 50 year old woman who's had a lot of life experiences Mm -hmm. is there anything that comes to mind that you would tell your 18 year old self Um, I think one thing that I I would tell my 18 year old self is, and I don't know if this is like too deep, too fast, or I don't, I don't know, but I think I held on to a lot of bitterness in my life, um, 
growing up and even into my early adult years, I held on to a lot of bitterness. And I think that hindered me in a lot of different ways. Hmm. And I would say, um, I would tell my 18-year-old self to let go of that. Don't don't think too hard on on certain things. Um, don't don't hang on to that bitterness and things that are out of your control. Um, well, and just due to kind of our objective and format for this show, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll phrase I'll phrase this question maybe differently than I would otherwise. But w- would you say that some of that bitterness? is attributable to sort of some of what we were just talking about relative to that super strict environment that you grew up in? Yes, I would, I would definitely say that. Yeah. And, um, I, I would almost call the way I grew up almost a legalistic way of growing up. And now looking back, I'm like, wow. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting. And and again, we can, we could dive into it more deeply on a different episode when our objective is different, but I think the the legalistic way of of growing up, as you described or as we both described it, is is certainly less than optimal. But but as adults, we can look at that and say there certainly are people that had it a lot worse. Absolutely, right. And I feel like I learned so much, even through a legalistic worldview. I still learned so much from the people that were surrounding me, teachers in high school. Cause when you go to a small high school, right. you, I mean, everybody knows you and you know, everybody and the teachers know you and they know the interest intricacies of your life and, and you get to know them and you share things with them. And, um, so yeah, I would say that. And I would just say, be yourself. Yeah. Don't put on airs. Don't don't act like somebody you're not. Just be yourself. Yeah. My gosh. So so those are really really good kind of takeaways. You know, as as a fifty year old woman looking back and what you would tell your eighteen year old self. Uh, any other as you think about your childhood, mm-hmm. um, any other lessons that come to mind that you feel like you you learned through childhood that that you could um, share with other people. You know, I, um, looking back and being a parent of three kids, Yeah. looking back at my own childhood and my parents, they did the best with what they knew and what they had. Right, right. And I think that has been a huge learning for me, parenting and getting older and kind of trying to look at my parenting style through my kids' eyes yep. and hoping they see the same thing and give me grace. Yeah. But my parents did the best they they knew how to do. That's super insightful. And um, so I think that's something that I have learned and, and continue to learn. Yeah, because I'm just thinking about what you've shared already. I mean, you had... You had a relatively small house. You had six people living in it. Mm-hmm. You had your dad was a pastor, so obviously, you know, not independently wealthy, right? As a pastor, so mm-hmm. money was was you know had to be an issue, mm-hmm. uh, just in terms of trying to make ends meet right. and 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 raise four kids and sending them to a Christian school. And may I say, I truly don't know how my parents did did life financially. Yeah, because 
youth pastors don't make a lot of money. Right. And we went to a private school, all four of us. Yeah. Kindergarten through 12th grade. We went to a private school. We really didn't want for much. I mean, that, that I can recall, like if I need, I was involved in sports all growing up. Yep. Always had a new pair of cleats or a new pair of sh- uh, basketball or volleyball shoes at the beginning of the season. Yep. I truly don't know how my parents did it. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like, you know, God certainly blessed them yes. in, in that way, because it's one of those things where you look back and try to explain it, and there's, there's really there's no, no explanation. good explanation. Right. Like, right. It's, it's like somehow they made it work. That's a, it's a great point. Yeah. Um, and, you know, while we're at it, yes. your volleyball career didn't end in high school. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's important to share. She was a collegiate athlete. Okay, let's back up. Well, you were a collegiate athlete, and I think you sell yourself short a little bit on that sometimes. Okay, I went to junior college. Well, there's nothing wrong with junior college. There's nothing wrong with junior college. I went to junior college, by the way. And I I was a bench warmer. But you made the college volleyball team at your junior college. I did, and I, I was... Great in practice. Like, I was a great (laughs) practice, you know, B-team person. I may have seen the floor a couple times. Yeah, I think you did. I can't Because by that time, we were dating, because we started dating just out of high school, Uh or senior Senior year of high high school. school. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah, I was there. I I saw it with my own two eyes. Yeah. Yeah. So I am a college athlete. Yes, indeed. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Um. All right. So let's let's move forward. Oh wow. <laughs> um, if we start thinking about the people in your life, and you talked about some teachers, etc. Mm-hmm. But is there any one person or a couple of people that come to mind that have had the greatest impact on your life as you look back over your fifty years? Um, I don't mean this to be weird. And I know you know you don't know what I'm going to say. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> but I would say that you have had No, no. Just hear me out. You have had a huge impact on my life. I mean, we started Okay, we've known each other since 3rd grade. This is true. And we started dating the second half of our senior year. Right. We dated for 3 years. We got married right after we turned 21. Right. So we have lived a ton of life together and we've grown up together literally. Yeah. And, um, well, that's gracious for you to say. No, it's not gracious. I mean, it, it might be gracious, but it's the truth. I mean, we have learned a ton together. We've experienced life together and you have had a tremendous impact on me emotionally, um, mentally, um, in all areas, spiritually, you've had a huge impact on my life. Well, thank you for saying that. And I love you so much. Well, thank you. And you know, I love you too. Um, I know that's not the answer you were looking for, but yeah, I may have to edit that out. No, you're not (laughs) editing that out. I won't edit that out, but, um, thank you. And, and you know that, that, I feel the same way, and but our audience doesn't need to know all this gushiness. So let me just say thank you, okay, um, a sincere thank you, 
And certainly, I think that feeling goes both ways. But but let me dig a little bit deeper and say, what about anybody else? What about whether, and it could be anything. It could be professionally, spiritually, in any way you want to look at it. Any other influencers in your life besides people on Instagram? Oh, my word. They it's, don't count. No, they don't count. It's people that I actually know right. <laughs> and right. talk to. Right. I would say a big influence in my life um, was my uh, boss in Kansas City, Kim Hoffman. Oh, wow. Hoffman International. Hoffman International. Shout out. Shout out. We'll have to tag her in the show notes. Yeah. Um, she. I had always wanted to be a model growing up, like like a runway model and, or a print model or whatever. And so I went to Hoffman International Model and Talent Agency and in Kansas City. And it was after we were married. Yeah. And um, through um, that experience, I really found out that I liked the behind the scenes better than actually being in front of the camera. Although you did have a couple of runway gigs and a couple of print gigs. A couple. I had, I had several. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I have a portfolio. <laughs> I know you do. I know you do. So, so I, didn't mean to, I didn't mean to disparage that no, in any no. way. Okay. But Kim was an, a fabulous woman. Right. She was a great businesswoman. She was a great friend. Yeah. And I just feel like she taught me a lot about life. She taught me taught me a lot about work ethic. She taught me a lot about caring uh, for people, and I love her. I, yeah. I I just I love her, and um, that's awesome. Yeah, I had no you know I had no idea where you were going to go with that question, but I can totally see why you would say that about Kim. Yeah, I love her. Um, another person here in Omaha. I would say is my friend and mentor, Nancy Davies. Um, she is a season ahead of us yeah. and um, she's been, I think a spiritual mentor as well as a friend and a great leader and um, yeah. an, an example of being a great mom. And, and um, so she's, she's another person that I, just really look up to and feel like has had a huge influence on my life in a lot of many ways. I can totally see that. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. I appreciate you going a little deep there. That's good. That's that's not usually your go-to. I know you're a little uncomfortable with the deeper this questions. Is. I am yeah. But okay. you're doing great. Thank I am you. so proud of you. Um so let's see. When you look back over your 50 years, mm-hmm. is there a proudest accomplishment? that comes to mind. Something that just when you think about your 50 years on this earth, what what maybe sticks out if there's one or two things that you're most proud of. And you can't say anything about me well, or our marriage although I'm proud dang of those it, things too. We have too. been married for almost 30 years. Yeah. That is a huge accomplishment. It is. Through the highs and the lows. I mean... And you know I feel the same way. So this is not about that. This is about let's dig a little deeper. And you know I appreciate that. I know. You know that I love you and I feel the same way. But I'm just stretching you a little bit to say, okay, beyond that, what what other things 
have you accomplished as a woman or as a as a young lady as the case may be that you're proud of i've launched three children i birthed three children yeah i we raised three children that's no small task for sure no small task through lots of ups and downs curves and straightaways and whatever um and launched three children so i feel proud about that um I feel proud about the different, I've only had like two main jobs in my whole life. Well, really three main jobs in my whole life and like real jobs, like out, not real jobs, but you know, like outside (laughs) of mothering and being a housewife. Yes. Um, And I'm proud of all three of those because I feel like um, I learned a lot. I was made an impact. Um, I still have friends from all three of those jobs, one I'm still currently in, so that doesn't, I mean, but, uh, and they're all three wildly different. Yeah. But I, 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 being from the outside looking in, Mm -hmm. I totally get why you would say that because you have made an impact. Yeah. At all three of those places. And, you know, even having taken a hiatus in the, in the middle of that. Right. To, to raise small kids and whatnot, you, you, you jumped right back in and, made an impact and and I think anybody who knows us uh knows that we would be the first to talk about stay-at-home moms having a quote real job right. and and I, so I, and I know you were teasing right, right. about that but I think I'm just underscoring that that was almost a fourth job okay. because what I loved about that phase of our lives is I mean I was traveling a lot at the time we had young kids and you weren't working at a, we'll just say a job you got paid for, right? Um, but you were clearly working hard and you grew and you learned and you mm-hmm. organized and you, you studied and read and right. how can I be a better parent and how do I handle this situation and uh, how can I be involved with the kid's school or whatever. And then right. you took a lot of those things, I feel like, and transferred them to other parts of your life, whether they were other jobs or just, you know, personal development or whatever it was. And and so... I think another thing I'm proud of is my time in MOPS. Oh, that's and, good. And the ministry that I have been in part of since Chloe was a year old, basically. Yeah, to, yeah a year old. Um, MOPS is an acronym for Mothers Mops. of Preschoolers. And it's a great organization, and that was a. We've talked about it before on the podcast, but you're right. You were you were a leader there and an influencer there, mm-hmm. and and before you were even a leader and influencer, you were you were you benefited from absolutely. that community of moms. Yes, absolutely. So I'm I'm proud of that too. As you should yeah, be. Yeah. So good. Yeah. You're happy a lot. It's one of the things I love about you. It's one of the things that I think most people love about you is there's a joy that. Exude that you exude, and you're happy. So, I guess a simple question is why? Why are you happy all the time, or um, most of the time? Right, right. Um, I would say that a lot of that comes from my faith journey, and um, we're people of faith. Yep. And um, I feel like that comes from my relationship with the Lord and um, surrounding myself with um, people that 
pour into me and that I get to pour out into. Um, well, and being the, the sort of extrovert that you are, the, mm-hmm. the social eagle, as we discussed <laughs> earlier, that you are, I feel like we have this circle of friends mm-hmm. that certainly I think it's safe to speak for both of us, that just bring us both joy. joy I mean, the, yeah. our, our, our joy tanks, as it were, are full or are filled by these people, which I think is instructive for other people. Put people in your lives that bring you joy. Yes. And I think the the, the people in your lives that bring you joy, um, if it's done right, you'll also bring, bring them, them joy. joy. Right, yeah, right? yeah. yeah. And, and we have a, a tight circle like that, and then we have a slightly larger circle of people that we may not even see as much, but every time, we've talked about this before, yes. every time we see them, we, we pick up right where we left off. Yep. And so I appreciate you saying that. I, I never really had thought about that from from my perspective in, in terms of, you know, w- why it is that you're joy-filled all the time and what it is that makes you that way. But mm-hmm. that makes total sense. Yeah. Your faith and your friends and community. Yeah. Anything that's, else? I, I I would say the, those couple things. Yeah. That's a lot to be thankful for. Yeah. Very thankful. Very thankful for the people that we have in our lives and... Um, that pour into us and um, make us better people. Yeah. yeah. So, what don't people know about you? A so we a lot. <laughs> we've exposed a lot of things about you here in a very short period of time. Um, there's certainly more, and if 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 we we want to dig further, we can do so at a different time. Okay. But but what don't give us give us a a, a juicy nugget of something that maybe people don't know about you. I'm a klutz. <laughs> like, if there is a pebble of sand uh, on the floor, I can find it and just trip and fall on my face. That's hilarious. Yeah. We were just joking. I said to her, I, I was. it had been like three days since she had dropped or broken something. I said, honey, be really, she got a new phone. I said, be really careful with the new phone because you haven't dropped anything or broken anything for like three days now. So yeah. let's be extra cautious (laughs) so i am a klutz um i can be clumsy and you know the kids are all if if it's icy outside every everybody (laughs) Everybody rushes to her side yeah help mom grab mom's hand grab mom's arm whatever um i paint my nails every three days oh yeah um i work and you enjoy that and i enjoy it totally totally relaxing therapeutic um i speaking of modeling yeah, I walked on the runway with a supermodel, Angela oh. Linval. Oh wow! Yeah, so that's something maybe some people don't know about me. Yeah, that's a fun fact. Fun fact about <laughs> Jen Smith. <laughs> I'm sure she doesn't remember, but of course I remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else? Those are good. Can't, I, I wanted. I want to think of a couple others that yeah. things that people don't know don't about you. Know about you? I can be a morning person or a night person. Like, you know how some people are really like, you are definitely not a morning person. Right. But I can totally be a morning person or a night person. Yeah. So if someone, I wonder if there's a word for it. If somebody is ambidextrous, they can use either one of their hands as a dominant hand. What would the word be for somebody who can be either a morning person or a night person? And Amba nocturnal person. I don't know if that's a, 
a word that we can make up or not. But anyway. Yeah. Um, I do have a serious side. You do have yeah. a serious side. You have a depth to you that I don't think people fully realize. That is true. Wow, that was nice. I feel like as I've gotten older, when I was younger, I loved a party. The more people, the better. Let's have a party. And I would often get irritated with you because you didn't want to have a party. And now I feel as I've gotten older, I really like a more intimate setting with just a few people, you know. Yeah. I don't know. And you can, again, you can... I can do both. You I can, can do totally both. do both. Right. Whereas me, I'm always... I'll go to a big party and enjoy pieces of it and parts of it. But generally... I would way prefer to to spend time with one, two, three other couples at most. Yeah. 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 But I, I can totally do both. Yeah. So before we wrap up, I want to come back to the regret question and see if anything comes to mind that when you look back over your life, and it could, you can paint with a broad brush here. You don't have to be super specific because, uh, again, that's not what this podcast is about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but is there anything just broadly that you have regrets about or a regret about? I feel like one of the regrets growing up is that I didn't give people grace. Hmm. I feel like for a lot of my life, I have, for lack of a better word, have been judgmental. And I think through the road that we have walked the last six years, I feel like overall I have previously been a very judgmental person and have not given people grace. And I totally regret that. And, um, I feel like, you know, I, just through what we have lived People are either going into a storm, they're in a storm, or they're coming out of a storm. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I fully understood that until I was in a storm for a really long period of time. Right. And, you know... Give people grace. Yeah. I mean, you never know what other people are going you through. You never know. You That's never so know. good, Jen. See? You came back to a good one. I'm glad we came back to that. That's I a- am too. It kind of almost brings me to tears because, I mean, I just feel like, especially as a really young, like in high school and even as a young woman, just being, just not giving people grace, not thinking about what they could be going through. Right. Because everybody's going through something. And... My heart isn't like their heart, and their heart isn't like my heart, and that doesn't mean that my heart is better or worse than their heart, but just to give people grace. Yeah. I mean... And, and in, it's, it's so good, especially in this environment. Um, I, I almost feel like, and we've had this discussion before, it's, it's hard for kids growing up. Yes. Um, and, and it's just an environment where people... There's so much hurt and yes. pain in this world, and a lot of it is, to your point, behind the scenes where people don't mm-hmm. know exactly what struggles someone is facing. Right. And uh, I love the way you put that. You're going into a storm, you're in the middle of it, or you're coming out of it. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a, there's no better reason than that. 
uh, to to give them grace other than God instructs us to. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's good. Thank you yeah, for sharing. Of course. I appreciate yeah. it. So this one is a little self-serving, but I have to ask it. Um, you are There's a couple of your love languages that are are uh, <laughs> helpful for me to keep in mind as we as we move forward in our lives and one of them is that you're a gifts person. Yes. So as you turn 50, yes. And by the time people hear this you will be 50. Yes. What what would you like for your 50th birthday? What kind of gift would you like? Mm. And I'm not implying that I haven't already <laughs> bought you anything. Maybe I have, maybe I haven't. Don't judge me. <laughs> well, you did. You purchased me a new phone. I mean, yeah. really, all I, I wanted... I tried to sell the new phone as the, as the birthday gift. And I was not, having, was not it having it because all I really wanted was a new case. I wanted a loopy case. <laughs> and he was like, oh, well, maybe we should look at new phones That's for, for, your, for, your, for your birthday. And then there was the dishwasher. And I'm Yeah, like, we needed a new dishwasher. I'm like, there uh-uh. you go. You got a phone and a dishwasher. Bases are covered nope, for Jen's nope, birthday. Nope. You know jewelry is always acceptable. Okay. Always. Um, any massage or body treatment is always acceptable. Can that be given by me? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't count. All right. Oh, no. (laughs) That depends. That's kind of a loaded question. (laughs) Um, I would, um, love to just feel loved. Okay. Are you implying that you don't? No, I do feel loved. I just, my love tank is overflowing, actually. That's good. Yeah, we've um, had a good weekend so far, we've had and we've got more fun weekend. to come. Yeah, we've had a great weekend, and um, yeah, it's been fabulous. Can't wait to keep going. So that's the gifts piece, and your physical touch, so happy okay. birthday. Thank you, baby. little kiss. I probably got lipstick on now. No, you but, don't, because right. this is... Stay on lipstick. Oh, nice. (laughs) All right. Okay. TMI for our listeners. But uh, anyway, happy birthday. Thank you, baby. It was fun to celebrate you today. Thank you so much, honey. All right. And thanks to everyone else for joining in. Um, Catch us on Twitter, on Instagram, Facebook now. You can look us up. There's all sorts of clips on uh, YouTube. You can find clips sometimes. Every once in a while, we'll air the full episode. So like the episode we did with Brad Denspear, we went ahead and put that whole episode, part one, up on YouTube. Part two will be up before too long in the next week or so, for sure. And so, yeah, uh, check us out on any of those platforms any of those platforms or any podcast platform. Uh, If you do, please do us a favor and click the like button. I hate to say it, but click the like like button and subscribe to the podcast or subscribe to the YouTube channel or the Facebook. Yeah. uh, It helps us know that people might be listening. Yeah. And actually, we know people are listening. We know people are listening. We're fortunate. We've we've gotten lots of texts and messages, but if you just want to... Give us a thumbs up or a like. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. So. The, uh, the Fresh Fix 2021 at gmail.com if you want to send us an email. And uh, we're thinking about a website too at some point. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. I yeah, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> we've, we've got to find these people who have, uh, <laughs> these people who got married and created a website in 2012. In 2012. Right. And so. That's the website we want, but we're not sure if we're willing to hire a broker and and go to this poor couple and say, you know those wedding photos and memories? Yeah. You don't really need them. We really need it for for our podcast. And yeah. so, so we don't know what's going to happen with the web, website. But anyway, thanks for tuning in today. Um, 
Jen, I love you. Happy birthday. I love you too.